Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Ernie Jacobs. Yes, once again, uh, we find ourselves being a bit Heath Robinson with the way we record uh, these things. A little bit uh, nice contemporary reference, Heath Robinson there. Ask your granddad. Ask your great granddad. Um, this afternoon, we were joined by a comedian and Palace fan, Elliot Steele, who had a nice jaundiced view of the, the state of his football club. Uh, so uh, we'll bring you that. Uh, we spoke to actor, singer, and Evertonian Ray Quinn, didn't we, Andy? We did, yeah. He was on Good Forward, got a new single out. We yeah. had a chat about Everton and his son's love of the club, which was very sweet. Yeah. Uh, we had a bit of a chat about stuff in the news, mm. uh, as we normally do, and uh, and a bit of a moan about the cricket, which I think you'll probably be within that anyway. Yeah, and uh, Striker. We brought you episode 76, no less, of Steve Bruce's Striker. So here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. And, of course, one of the frustrations with the cricket getting underway at 12.30 is that, of course, being cricket, they must break for lunch at 1.30. They cannot possibly play for an hour. How about an hour of top-level sport without having lunch? It's a bit like your nan, isn't it? When someone's set in their ways and you say, well, nan, couldn't you have... Uh, can you have lunch at half 12 today? Have an early... Oh, I can't have an earlier lunch. That's like a late... Br- I can't have that. That'll throw me tea out. And then it'll throw me dinner out and I won't be able to sleep. They're supposed to be professional athletes. Let's have a bit more flexibility, please. It's true, really. And the usual dynamics start from England. But still, they haven't lost the wickets. It's good cricket, though. The, these two teams are well matched. I think this will be a, a good series, a good test match. Yeah. Uh, now, turning to last night's football, I don't know if you saw, did you see what? I was watching the Arsenal-Liverpool game. And uh, and Liverpool, you know, not really quite at it without Jordan Henderson's drive. But well, Arsenal defended very well, so credit to them for that. But there was a lovely overhead shot. The old Highbury. I don't know oh, if you yeah. saw Yeah, the four blocks of flats, because it's a listed building. The, the yeah, stands no, are yeah. still there. And it's around a communal gardens where the pitch used to be. And I was just thinking, do you think the Emirates will ever be a block of flats? We can live in hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, doubt it. I doubt it very no. much. No, I doubt it. And, uh, and turning to the cricket, I don't know if you saw this, but a, a saucy couple who got fruity while watching a cricket match the weekend have been arrested. Oh, right. Uh, okay. They couldn't... They couldn't wait for recreational cricket to come back. Although I don't think they'll be reading out that one on Sky. Yeah, I wonder if they'll make Wisden. 
<laughs> that might make next year's wisdom in that quirky bit at the back. Uh, our mob, of course, they uh, they got mm. the job done. Good old Harry Kane. Oh, yes. Um, it was very noticeable, though, wasn't it? You could hear um, Sonny getting a bit upset, and uh, and Jamie Redknapp uh, uh, mentioned it in commentary. You could hear Sonny uh, shouting, come on, it's too easy, as he pressed and no one went with him. And, all that, you know, Tottenham at the moment are relying on their big players, their star players, to get them mm. out of jail. But I look at it and I see no discernible style there. I don't, <laughs> if somebody said to me, how did Tottenham play under Jose, I'd go... They got a bit of a low block, and I can't really tell you much more than that. Really, it's that uh, is the it's, way they. That's it, the way he plays. It, it, it is, but maybe there must have been a little bit more to it than that. When you have an, att- I mean, clearly the word didn't get through to Sonny, who was <laughs> who was pressing from the front, uh, basically on his own. So there's got to be a period of adjustment as they get used to this more pragmatic style. But uh, look, it's you have to say you look at his record as the, the guys on Sky were saying last night. You look at the league table since he's been there. And uh, he's in the top four, so he would always say job done. It, it's not the most entertaining football, and it's going to take him a while until he gets the personnel he wants to play it. Um, we won't really know. But uh, one of the other uh, things, like we're playing the, the accumulator, of course, the accumulator with our good friends at Paddy Power, oh, trying yeah. to win <laughs> some money to charity. And Brilliant, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, I, was, I was rejoicing. Sorry, Wolves fans, but I went for a Burnley Wolves draw. So I thought, great, with mm. the old Acker, we're going to raise some money for mm. the charity. Then City didn't have the decency to have a two-plus goal margin against Bournemouth, who played very well, actually. They should be buoyed by that, you would think. Yeah, they, they, they should. It's, it's interesting, though, isn't it? Because now Wolves can't catch you. The results have really gone for Frank Lampard this week. I mean, late goals at Old Trafford, late goal at Turf Moor, you know, made a huge difference. Wolves now can't catch Chelsea. They still can finish fourth if they win their last two and the others slip up. But uh, it's interesting. And United and Leicester, they, they're relying on Chelsea losing their last two games. And they both have to win two out of their last three. That's not a bit like Motti. It's quite complicated, <laughs> the whole thing. But it, it is it is interesting. So, you know, and for Liverpool, you know, it was a strange one from Liverpool. But what would you expect? I thought Mike Dean's beard is looking very well manicured now. You it? like it, yeah? Suits, I think strangely attractive. I don't know. I found, I found myself thinking... <laughs> What a strangely attractive man you are, Mike Dean. I've never thought that before about no, him. No, it's lovely. It's lovely. I think I'm sure he's, he's quite taken with that, that the beard has yes. made that much of a difference. He's not dyed it. It would look great if he went out next game, like a jet black beard. be fantastic, wouldn't it, if he, just, if he went out and properly dyed it? That would be fun. Should I um, should I tell my story about what I did with Troy Townsend's video yesterday? Was that not, would that look, well, make I, me look really bad? I don't know. Well, it was a complete accident, and, and, Tro- was, and Troy really. took it in the spirit in which it was. Oh, intended. he did. He was, was very, complete... he was very funny about it. Well, now it. you've brought it up. You can't say that to the boys <laughs> no. and girls and not explain what happened. <laughs> well, I suppose that's true. I always like your judgment on it, though. But uh, uh, basically, what happened was Troy put up a, a, ser- a serious video about it. May have been a footballer, but somebody who'd been racially abused and had commented on how terrible it was, and he was right. And I wanted to see what it was. So on Instagram, you try and press it, but what happens is it releases a shower of emojis. And I was thinking, oh goodness, I don't know what I've sent him there. So I said to him, I'm sorry, try. I, I seem to have sent you an emoji. I just wanted to watch the video. When I'd sent him that one that said like a party, it's yeah. a cone with party things coming out of it. And so my body said to me, I was wondering what, what happened to you. <laughs> yeah. Such a Larry David, honestly. The wrong, the wrong one. Those new um, emojis, Andy, I'm with you on that. The amount of times mm. someone has sent me a very serious message on WhatsApp or whatever, and I've sent them back a kind mm. of unicorn. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. They are very irritating. I've, I, maybe someone out there can tell us how you can disable them apart from with a hammer. 
but it's uh, they, are, <laughs> they are very annoying because I find that they just kind of in a way you don't have to go and look for them they're always there and you're always pressing the wrong button the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport we mentioned uh, earlier on Andy sent uh, a very unsuitable emoji to kick out Troy Townsend last night an odd <laughs> reply to a very serious video that uh, Troy had put up and Troy understood it was just a slip of the finger but it happens Gab Cancello says after telling a friend I was recovering in hospital after some quickly arranged surgery last year he confusingly sent me back an emoji with a 10 pin bowling ball and some skittles <laughs> he has no idea why he did it completely unrelated to my condition and operation um, I suppose the only thing was it's like oh you'll be back bowling soon Gab don't worry about that I'll see you down the lane soon but uh, it wasn't even that so uh, inappropriate emojis I mean never mind sort of tech I mean, this is the trouble it's a slip because he's trying to hint to him that he was spare or something yeah. like that <laughs> yeah it could be and, uh, but uh, yeah, 10 pin bowling and so it depends what operation he'd had of course I was trying to work it out but uh, anyway <laughs> yeah. so no. um, keep them coming talksport.com text 1889 tweet TS and J and now one of our Palace supporting team here at uh, TalkSport, Ian Morris, one of our uh, producers, uh, just uh, sent us through uh, a, a picture of a banner that apparently has turned up at the Homesdale Road stand. And it's been tied onto one of the gates and it says, end the season by starting careers, play the youth. So a lot of Palace fans just not happy with Roy and the style of play, uh, a feeling that it's an ageing squad, very defensive football, and there's a lack of goals. Um, well, let's see if that chimes with um, Elliot Steele, comedian and Palace fan. Good afternoon, Elliot. Good afternoon, boys. So that, have you, I don't know if you've seen that, Banny, you've been past the ground, but yeah, that, they're quite on the nose, isn't it? End the season by starting careers, play the youth. Yeah, I think I, I, I get where people are coming from. Like, it's always it's always exciting when you play a youth academy player until you play a youth academy player. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's always like, yeah. yeah, this lad's local and he's great and he played down the park I played at and then he walks out and you're like, oh, he's terrible. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's, not, he's never played in one of the toughest leagues in the world and we've subbed someone who has all the footballing experience off to, to bring this player on. So I get where people are coming from and that our, our season's basically over, uh, which I, I'm glad about because uh, who, who would want any excitement? I, I'm not envious of Wolves or United fans thinking they might get Champions League football. I'm, I'm happy just thinking that we might come 12th. <laughs> yeah, you're relaxed. Are people being a bit unfair, Elliot? Because, all right, their form since the, the resumption has been terrible. They're five defeats. But, if you know, they'd already accumulated 42 points. It's kind of a mental thing there. Yes, if they'd won those three games, they'd be right up there challenging for you. Five games, rather, they'd be up there challenging for Europe. But there must be an element that the team were just satisfied with where they were. Yeah, they're, they're, they're on their holidays. Like, they've, they've already, in their minds, the season's over. And I, I, I can't really blame them because when people were talking about Europe with us, I did, I, don't get me wrong, I would love for Palace to be in Europe, but we haven't got the squad depth. We haven't got the squad depth for any of our, um, uh, even just to play in the Prem. Like, it, that's why Roy barely ever makes substitutions. Do, do, do you know, like, I'm making sense? Because it, to play in Europe is so difficult. You need so much squad. You need all of this stuff. And we just haven't got that. So now I think our fans are going, well, we want, you know, to see the youth players and we want to bring this out. And I get what they're saying, but it's just, I think, I think Roy is doing an excellent job with an average team. Do you worry about the future and the way it's, way it's likely to pan out and, and, you know, the kind of players that you should be bringing in and say Wilf could well be moving on if anybody can afford him? 
Well, yeah, I mean, he's he's the most, he's he's far too expensive for what he is, in my opinion. Like, you'll 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 pay the money they'd be paying for anyone would pay for Will for just being the sentimental value of him. Like, it's what he means to the club because he's massive. But we don't we don't seem to buy anyone. Like with the Wan Basaka money, we sort of went, oh, we've got this money, and then we like built a burger stand outside the ground, and we were like, no, 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 <laughs> buy another right back, <laughs> buy someone. <laughs> <laughs> Did they buy anybody with his money? Did they use that money at all? No, no, not really. Well, this is the thing with Palace. We'll, we'll make, I think, I think the Benteke situation, and I, I like Christian Benteke. I, I wish him no ill will. I really want to see him do well. I don't like it when fans turn on players. But I think that sort of quite rightfully has made our board go, look, we're not going to fork out 30 million for another player for a long time which you you kind of have to do in the Prem if you want to advance. So I think we sit exactly where we're meant to sit. Like Occasionally we'll break forward, occasionally we'll fall down, but we sort of get around about that 14th mark, and that's where we should be. But what's infuriating is to see, and not infuriating, I can see why people get annoyed, is they'll watch a team like Leicester or Wolves come up, or even Sheffield, and they'll start pushing on. And you're like, we've been in this league longer than most of these teams, and we've never really pushed on. Yeah, uh, what's what's what are Palace doing? What, what's their take on sort of season tickets for next season? Have you been uh, have you been approached on that? Yeah, what's what's their policy at the moment, Elliot? I suppose all clubs have got a different take on it, have they? I don't know. I, I've I've not really I've not really looked. At, to, to be honest with the ongoing pandemic, the one thing I've not been going is like, oh, I wonder what the season ticket. Um, <laughs> well, I just thought <laughs> I thought if they'd written to you, I thought they might have dropped you a line. That was all. <laughs> not not top of your list. I understand that. Yeah, no, I can appreciate that. But as a Spurs fan, Paul, you. So, so, but they should be paying. They should be paying for my BT Sport bill as well after the games that I've had to watch. <laughs> it's refunding me a lot of things. Yeah, they should have a whip round. So, Annie, what were you going to say? No, I was speaking to a Spurs fan friend of mine, a very good friend of mine, and he was saying that, in his words, I don't know this to be true, you can confirm, he said, Daniel Levy's really bothering us for the season ticket money. He said, it's ridiculous. We came round so my house last night. I just I, I turned the lights <laughs> off and laid on the floor and pretended I wasn't in. Uh, no, what they, what they want 20, 20% of it. You can pay it now, and you can pay up to August the 7th. They want 20%, and most of that's picked up by... Uh, the games you didn't get back. So I've got a little bit of surplus after I paid my 20%. But uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm making him wait. <laughs> he said, I haven't, I'll get round to doing it before August the 7th, no doubt, but I didn't, I've not rushed. Um, but um, I, do, I do love, I was just looking at your, um, your Twitter page, Elliot, and uh, I love the top of it, the banner at the top. And uh, talk about self-deprecating. It's from somebody It says, saw this so-called comedian in Farnham last night. Not funny, just damn right disgusting. And to think we paid <laughs> oh, to see him. Now, I'm taking it that's you. You're not having a pop at another comic, are you? <laughs> no, 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 that was me. Um, yeah, I get, I, get, I get a lot of it. I always find abuse funny. Like, I, 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 I think it's hilarious when someone's, like, taking time out of their day to write something to me. Because like, I either want to, like, make people laugh but if I don't, the, the worst thing I could have is people go, yeah, that was all right. Yeah. If people like either really enjoy it or go, I want that guy dead. <laughs> that is my like, that's like my sweet spot. Because yeah. I just love attention. It's not, <laughs> any form of attention is good attention. It, there's a lot of psychological issues there I'm sure we could go into. Yeah. But it's talk sport and not psychology talk. So, you know, yeah. 
It looked good on a poster, I've wouldn't done it? That. I want this guy dead, the Scotsman. <laughs> oh, so it would look, it, it, that would look good on a poster. So. Uh, uh, well, look, good to talk to you, Elliot, as always. Uh, look after yourself, and we will catch up with you soon. Enjoy what's left of the season, although there's nothing riding on it. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Is there anything else you want to share with the class while we're here, Andy? Yes, uh, Kim Jong-un. Uh, I was talking oh, about yeah. him yesterday. He wants yeah. to turn... I don't know, the Daily Star seem a bit obsessed with him, so therefore I am. He wants to turn North Korea into a golfer's paradise wow. after giving the nation's only course a makeover. And, uh, of course, he's a good player, but he's not as good as his dad. I don't know if you remember this. He, they mentioned his, for, his dad, not his former dad, yeah. claimed he shot a world record round of just 38, including 11 holes in one. I remember he was on fire that day. Tremendous. He's a very good player. I mean, imagine... <laughs> If he'd ever played Donald Trump, <laughs> the, old, the old cheating that would have gone on then, that would have been fantastic, wasn't it? Go on Donald Sandy had a golf. great round, he shot 26. <laughs> yeah, it was fantastic. Well, who's going to go on a golf holiday to North Korea? So that seems unlikely to me, but there you go. That's another great book, by the way. I just I was re, I reread during lockdown Rick Riley's book, Commander in Cheat. Uh, mm. about Donald Trump and golf. It's it's a sensational book. It's perfect, <laughs> Quite shocking, it? but sensational. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Yes, I, I didn't try for my baby. They say love is a loser's game, but I'm not sure. No, I, I tried to get it right. But don't be sad. They say love is a loser's game. Uh, that's uh, Ray Quinn. Uh, uh, Actor, singer, Evertonian, and uh, that's his new single, uh, They Say Love. With Everton in action tonight, we thought we would get him on for a bit of a chat. Good afternoon, Ray. All right, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How are you keeping? How, how's, how's lockdown and everything? I saw pictures of you. Have you gone Have you gone beard in lockdown, Ray? Is that right or not? I have gone a bit beardy. It's it's a bit ginger, but you know what? <laughs> you, you've just got to deal with it, haven't you? I'll tell you what, lads. I don't know who's... 
I don't know who's more excited about being on this station. <laughs> Me or the little lad. He's, still, he's sitting here. Oh. You know, his legs are just trembling. He's, you know, he's made up. He, when I told him I was going to come on, he was like, oh, you know, because he knows more facts about Everton than I do. Oh, you've, so you've not given him any <laughs> oh, choice. That's very sweet. You've not let him, be, you've not let him become a red. <laughs> oh, no, never. That's, that's a swear word in our house, mate. <laughs> Yeah. So I, I always say that Everton fans and Liverpool fans get on. Is that a myth, Ray? Sorry, Paul. Uh, we, we get on, yeah. Of course we get on. Uh, my best mates, one of my best mates, in fact, is a Liverpoolian. And my other best mates, they're all Man U supporters. So, you know, you live and let live, don't you? Yeah. What's it been like watching him run away with the league after all these years? Uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> do you know what? It's it's deservable, you know. They're a great team, fantastic manager, and I think that they've, you know, well, you know, well deserved. He worked hard for it, and let's face it, you know, yeah. all those points. I mean, you know, we're still eleventh at the moment, and yeah, the last game wasn't um, very tasty, was it? Unfortunately. No, we'll come on to Everton but, in a minute. Um, uh, I, I did see, I saw on your social media feed, on your on your Twitter feed, the the making yeah. of the the video of the song we just heard. Mm. And I t- was yeah. this was this done kind of be pre lockdown? Yeah, thankfully right. it was literally in the March just before we went into lockdown on mm. the fifteenth. Uh, I think it was. Uh, so, so thankfully it was done and it was shot. Yeah, so I shot that in Liverpool. It was great. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was one of those things where I just. You know, it was, for me, it was to be able to get creative and, you know, do the lighting and make sure that all the little nuances and the little sort of final touches were, were, were put together and I couldn't be happier with it, really. That's the single. And you, you've got an album coming out as well, haven't you? Yeah, so the 28th of August when my album drops, uh, I'm very excited, to be honest. It's been a long time coming. I guess it's been, what, 13 and a half years now since my last album. Wow. So, yeah, people say, why now? But it just never felt right, to be honest. And then... Uh, it was a case of why fix it if it isn't broke and I went back with the big band and the orchestral and we've got a 60 piece orchestra on the album um, Wow! and it's 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 a you know a cocktail of contemporary classics spanning four decades so uh, yeah I'm super excited can't wait for it to be launched you know Do you have writers Ray or do you get involved in the writing and the songs as well? Uh, we've got, I've got writers on board this one at the mm, moment because there's, yeah. there's only two originals on the actual album itself right. um i concentrated more on the covers for myself just because i just wanted to be able to pick the right um artist to be trying to cover because you know you don't want to step into too big a boots but then you still want to have your own bit of sound and your bit of artistry on on those on those tracks so uh yeah I'm, I'm, i've got tom jones on there i've, I've recovered uh from matt munro to oh, wow. leo sayer um even duffy as well with mercy Again, I called the album Undeniable because, um, you know, I was trying to sort of pin all of the undeniable artists over the years that have influenced me. Uh, you know, like Matt Munro, he was he was a bus driver and he, he happened to just sing on the rounds on his bus and mm. somebody spotted him and he was he turned into the old, one of the all-time greats. And again, just an inspiring story. And obviously Duffy, when she came out, you know, everyone thought, wow, you know, no one had heard a voice like that in, in too long. So... Again, just wanted to sort of find my pedestal amongst the greats, really. Yeah, fantastic. You, um, I was going to say, you, 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 you've been acting as well. I mean, you throughout this, um, and yeah. you've been in Hollyoaks recently, and I saw you were playing a fairly unsavoury character, and and, pe- <laughs> and people, but people were kind of the old fact and fiction thing. There were people giving you oh, clog no. for it, forgetting that you actually you're just acting. Yeah, yeah. Well, you you introduced it quite politely there. He wasn't a very nice fella. No. Um, 
but I guess it was more of a challenge for me when Brian sort of auditioned me and he was talking to me about the role. I didn't actually find out uh, what the role was entirely until I got the job, and then I was like, whoa, and it hit me, you know. Because he's a far-right so, extremist, isn't he? He's a fairly he unpleasant was, yeah. soul, yeah. Yeah, and obviously a lot of the scenes that I have to have go and do throughout the storyline, things got worse, and I'd get into work and be like, oh, you know, I've got to do this, and <laughs> you'd have people on set, and I'd be, like, apologising to the uh, support artists, going, I'm really <laughs> sorry, like, this is not me. <laughs> So, but no, it was, you, it was a challenge, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Good stuff. You were in the, you did very well in X Factor in one of the earliest series. Do you, do you think that, I mean, it's it, it struggled a bit in recent years. Do you, do you think the earlier series sort of meant more, that the, the, the talent was there and that maybe they've reached a limit? Or why do you think that it's not as popular as it was? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think, you know, the old saying, all good things come to an end, don't they? Uh, you know, when I was on it, it was it done nothing but good for me. Uh, it gave me a great pedestal to jump off and uh, I managed to get some great roles in the West End from it. And, you know, something that probably wouldn't have happened necessarily if I'd just gone through college and stuff. But I'll accept that, you know, because I, I just love the opportunity more than anything. So it was good to me. I got a platinum selling album out of it. I got a 38-date sellout tour. You know, and I was only, what, 18, 19? And it's crazy that I came back from America having recorded my album and grabbed the dominoes in my mum's. It was, <laughs> you know, <laughs> one, one top of the scale to the other. It was, it was, it was mental. But I have no idea, really, why it's, 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 it's changed so much over the years. I think they, they, they changed uh, too much, almost. It was like, you know, like the, the seating rounds and then, like, the thumbs up, thumbs down. It got a little bit Viking, didn't it, you know? <laughs> Whereas when I was on it, it was... It was basically boot camp uh, and then live shows, you know? Yeah. Uh, just a quick, before I let you go, quick word on Everton and, uh, yes. and uh, yeah, Villa tonight. And uh, he's got to get, he's trying to get a performance out of Manchelotti. He's not happy with the attitude he said last time out. So mm. I think you could well see a response tonight. They might they might be a bit more at it tonight. Do you know what? I hope the army because the last game was, was dire. I think I've, you know, spoke to a lot of Everton fans, including people in my family, and they were like, oh, come on, you know. We are desperate for those points, but as at Aston Villa, you know what I mean? Aston Villa are, are going to be fighting for those points. I think it's going to be an interesting game, and I hope they do bring a good performance, you know? But as I, as I say, if Angelotti can't do it, nobody can. No, it's a good point. You know, he's a great manager, so I'm sure in the fullness he's of time, superb. with a bit of money and support, he'll uh, get there. But, uh, yeah. Ray, lovely to talk to you. All the very best. Good luck with the single and the album. The album's out in August, is that right? Yeah, 28th of August, mate. And the single's yeah. out now. Yeah, singles out now. You can download and stream it on all um, on all platforms. Excellent. Nice one. All the best. Thanks very much. Oh, nice to talk to you, boys. Take care. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. In the meantime, Andy, what, what do you want to tell us? Yeah, well, one thing England have got today is a very, very long batting order. Did you see that? that yeah. Uh, Broad is 11. Bess is 10. Bess is a decent player to be going in at 10. So, uh, you know, if they can build a bit of a platform here, this is a little bit of a recovery. But as Jeff Boycott always used to say, a couple of wickets, add on a couple of wickets, and then they're in, in a bit of trouble. Now, uh, Jose yesterday, he, uh, he is funny, isn't he? He, he never fails to, to amuse. He was, uh, he was asked uh, why Stephen Bergwijn... Uh, what he has to do to start after he came off the bench to set up the win. And he said, that's the question you normally ask me, but you don't ask to Frank Lampard, Jurgen Klopp, Pep, or all the coaches of the other big clubs. And you think, the idea that if Klopp left out Salah, none of the <laughs> journalists would say to him, why have you left out Mo Salah? Of course they would. 
Every manager gets asked that. He yes. is funny, isn't he? To, to be honest... You can't honestly think that. <clears throat> no, but to be honest, I mean, it, look, it's a fair enough question. Uh, and he did put in a good cross, Stephen Bergwijn. He did score against Manchester United. But, you know, I wouldn't say he's made a strong case to be playing instead of Lucas at the moment. So sometimes, you know, you ask questions of a manager and, and it's mm. what the fans are thinking. But, you know, certainly in my eyes, I wouldn't say, well, Bergwijn's got to be starting over Lucas. Well, Lucas played well in the last game and he looked a bit leggy last night but I think I think they all did they, they looked really tired towards the end of that game so it did show a bit of they're, character they're as, like, as he said yeah four games in ten days like, yeah, yeah it's a lot of football and especially if you're coming from a base that's not that that fit to start with yeah. um, but uh, Steve Bruce also was asked about um, Matty Longstaff and he said uh, am I not picking him because of his contract situation that's not necessarily true <laughs> That's a really cryptic answer, but he got yeah. asked the same question in a sense. So it's, it's a, there you go. It's, it's a bit of that uh, that thing that uh, our old mate uh, Paul Whitehouse picked out about Dean Saunders, which is um, asking a question of yourself and then answering it. And Steve Steve <laughs> does like to do that, doesn't he? He'll ask himself a question and then he'll answer his own questions. So. Yeah. That's very, very true. Uh, now, tomorrow, uh, Captain Tom Moore, Colonel Tom Moore, will get his knighthood from the Queen. Fantastic. How do you think when he goes there, he'll be thinking, oh, you cheeky young whippersnapper, you. <laughs> she's about six years younger than him. Yeah, that's right. Well, he, he might be. We'd, we'll never get the chance to ask him. Is he, we've never talked about him. Is he a, is he, do we know much about I mean, normally you get these ten things you didn't know about uh, Colonel Tom and all that. I mean, do we know he supports? I mean, he likes his cricket, I would imagine. He's a bit of a cricket yeah. fan. But I don't know. I don't, yeah. He's a football, is he Millwall? I don't know what he is. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know if he supports. We've never found out. Have we in one of these top tens? Maybe they've, they've never let on. But uh, he said, Actually, I'm a big fan of Fluminense. Yeah. It's a bit like Brian Glanville or something like that. It looks like something obscure. Now, if the world's strongest man lived around the corner from you, Andy, would you just knock on his door unannounced and ask him for photographs and autographs and all sorts of other paraphernalia because I'm not sure even though we've met Eddie Hall and he's a lovely bloke a gentle giant and all that yeah. um, I don't think I'd just knock on his door but that's what uh, people do he had a situation the other day where he was just relaxing in his hot tub in his garden mm. and um, this fella apparently appeared in the garden and said let's have a fight um, he said, really? yeah. I mean, from what Eddie said, it wouldn't have been a particularly fair fight. I think this 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 uh, this gentleman was, I don't know what made him do that, because it was pretty high risk, of course. Um, but he says, I see, I seem to be getting an awful lot of people at the moment who just rock up and knock on my, my door and ask for autographs and pictures. I mean, I, I wouldn't do that, yeah. would you? Just a I common it, courtesy, Andy. On the other hand, if they stop knocking... You know what I mean? So, at least they're interested. <laughs> you look upon it as the fact that he'll know that his stars... In the end, he'll be saying, oh, haven't had any people knocking on the door in the last few weeks, so the star's on the wane, is it, really? <laughs> we had a window cleaner here today for Did the first really? time in this block of flats in three years that I've been living here. And he was, he was perched behind me as I started the show doing the window. So I thought he might have, get involved, but he you, didn't. Sort of... Have you not had your windows cleaned in three years? No. Isn't that amazing, isn't it? So and you've, there you go. And you've never been out there to clean them. You never thought of clean them. When when it was quite dark in your living room, didn't didn't you think, you know what, I'll go out there with a, a bucket and a mop or, and a squeegee or whatever no, and do it, no? I don't do that sort of work. <laughs> no, 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 trade is too trade, no manual labour for you, of course. Sorry, not, I'm yeah. sorry. And uh, in this area, a shark was... I don't know if you saw this, a shark was What, spotted. in Chiswick? <laughs> 
Hammersmith Bridge. No. Yeah, have a look in the paper. There's a wow. whether it's a fake. I don't know. It's a shark fin going underneath Hammersmith Bridge, and I, I didn't see. Although I did see a manta ray at Putney. Uh, could be like the kid in Jaws, you know, with the one tied on his back. But it wouldn't be a great idea to be swimming around the Thames with that on. What sort of no, shark it was it? Not a great white, I take it. They say they said it was the Daily Star. I think they said yeah. it could be a great white. I don't think so. No, I doubt, I doubt, I doubt it really. It's just not not up in the Thames. It wouldn't be. A, I wouldn't think so. It seems doesn't very seem, unlikely. Doesn't seem a good idea. Do you want a bit of striker, Andy? Uh, oh yeah, you, please. No, no. Do you have a bit of striker? Yeah, go I think we should. Now, this is uh, Steve Bruce's uh, murder mystery. I think we've only probably got about another three or four episodes left until we, until we start the next book. No, only joking. Uh, I don't think there are any plans as yet to what? do Defender and Sweeper, the other two books in the trilogy. Um, <laughs> no, we haven't got them anyway, have we? No, they, they cost a fortune. I mean, they're really... A pound I, a I think pop, one yeah. of the listeners came through and said he might be able to source one of them uh, for us for the price of a small family saloon. But it's surprising <laughs> how collectible Steve has become. So anyway, here we go then. Uh, it is episode 77 today. We rejoin Steve Bruce's murder mystery striker. The Lettersford town manager Steve Barnes has just given the team their final instruction. Oh, for goodness sake, get on with it, Steve. Final instructions and they're making their way onto the pitch for their promotion. Oh, oh yeah, finally he's going to kick off. Uh, onto the pitch for their promotion six-pointer against Fulton. And now, will you welcome the two teams, ladies and gentlemen, Fulton Football Club and Lettersford Town. There's a potential new career for me. The announcer stretched the words out for maximum effect. There was a rousing cheer as the team strode out onto the park. That field of dreams, of triumphs and disappointments. Martin Thornton held his head high. Our Finnish keeper, Mikael Lati, followed him. The substitutes took their places behind Eddie Carberry and Jim Much. For the pair of them, though they did not know it, this was their final match on our bench. I was relieved to learn that Jimmy Lawson was not amongst the substitutes. The first 20 minutes were all Fulton. They launched a ferocious barrage of attacks. Martin Thornton assumed, as he should, full responsibility for organising our defence. Their attacks were relentless. Mikhail Lati was shouting and swearing in his own language and in English. He brought off more saves in the first 20 minutes than Tomaszewski for Poland against England in 1973. Our lads did everything except get out of their own half. I could see the effect he was having. Well before half-time, it looked as if none would have the strength to return to the field for another 45 minutes. Then my telephone rang. Usually during a match I switched the mobile off. This time I'd arranged for Bill Brown to ring me if he saw anything he thought I should know. I left my seat and went to a relatively quiet spot near a concrete upright. He's left his place, Bill said. I walked fast to the tunnel. It would have been foolish to run. I knew the TV cameras would pick up any response, any signs of anxiety. That I was the centre of media attention that evening, I did not doubt. Once inside, I wasted no time, though remembering there were TV cameras in the tunnel too. I went straight to the dressing room. I found Jimmy Lawson sitting there. Why aren't you watching the match? I asked, looking round as I spoke. He gave me a stare of pure hatred. Blimey. 
I love the uh, the goalie there, Mikel Latte. Yeah. Part of that great uh, back four, Eric Espresso, Colin Cappuccino, Mervin Macchiato and Federico Flat White. Yes, what a tremendous what back a four. Yeah, fantastic. Have your coffee 11. That's not have your coffee 11 in any Latte. shape or form. Um, also, lovely, this book was written in 1999. Has there not been a good goalkeeping performance since 1973? He chucked in the old Tomaszewski, the clown, didn't he? Fantastic. Yeah, it's well known, that one. That's yeah, great. no, it is very well known. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We're back tomorrow from one. We'll have Motti with us to reflect on uh, the uh, football and indeed look ahead to the weekend. We'll have a Falls panel and Martin Kellner and indeed a fresh batch of clips, won't we, Andy? We will. I'm looking forward to it. Excellent. OK, until then, have a great evening. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.